0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, November 29th, 2011. I'm Caleb Brown. How we get from here, depreciating fiat money controlled by adventuresome central bankers, to there, the gold standard and price stability, is not as long a path as you might imagine. So says Cato Institute adjunct scholar Kevin Dowd. We spoke at the Cato Institute's monetary conference held this
1: month. Well, I think that the number one criticism is that the monetary interventionists hate it. And to me, that's its most uh, obvious virtue.
0: Now, you quote Alan Greenspan in your paper here in pointing out that the the people who don't like it uh, also realize that economic freedom uh, and money are connected.
1: That's correct. So Greenspan, this is before Greenspan's apostasy. This is an old paper by Greenspan in 1966 when he was still a libertarian gold standard advocate. It's a beautiful quote. It basically says that the, enemy, the enemies of uh, gold and the enemies of freedom are essentially the same.
0: When I talk to Larry White about uh, gold standard, uh, he argues, well, you don't want to be the first country that goes from wherever you are back to a gold standard, but being the second country could be nice you understand that idea, that Yes, thought? I do.
1: The fir- whether being the first mover is an advantage or a disadvantage. You can argue it both ways. I think Britain was the first mover in 1819. It, it was a very sound thing to do. Um, I think countries like Iceland now would be well advised to, to follow a gold standard and set the pace that other people would follow.
0: How would that happen? I mean, in terms of, of functionally getting from, from here to there.
1: There are different ways to do it. The way I would... Recommend is that one has a currency board. You convert the central bank into a currency board which operates on a 100% plus reserve ratio, so it's attack proof, uh, and then you reintroduce uh, a gold currency simultaneously. That's the gist of it. That would work. You mentioned uh, one disadvantage, which is that the, the
0: statists generally don't like it. Uh, well, you know, uh, consistent long-term deflation is often cited as a as a negative when it comes to a gold standard?
1: Well I would say that the gold standard delivered long-term price stability not deflation and there were alternating cycles within say a hundred years you'd be a 30 uh, uh, of uh, 30 years of inflation followed by a correcting 30 years of disinflation of deflation and so forth. I think long-term price stability is very important it is true that the gold standard doesn't deliver short-term price level stability in, in any kind of perfect sense, but you have to compare that against the fiat money system that replaced it. So that's the, the first thing, that therefore, I, w- I would say that, uh, that the short-term instability is, is much overrated by opponents of the gold standard. And if we take the, the hardest case... Uh, the, the case that everybody raises, which is the Great Depression of the 1870s to the 1890s, which, in which uh, prices fell in the United States. One can explain that to a large extent as due to technological change and so forth. There were very confused monetary politics in the United States in that period. But the real, um, uh, the really difficult period was in 1893, 1894, in, in which you could argue that the silver, the pro-silver, the inflationists, were were dead wrong. And when William Jennings Bryan was defeated and, and uh, McKinley became president, the United States then was firmly committed to a gold standard and things very much improved. The economy rec- recovered very quickly. So one can argue that the monetary in- instability was due to the the, the failure uh, to have a consensus on the gold standard, which, which disappeared with McKinley.
0: A lot of people who de- defend the current monetary arrangement uh, around the globe uh, tend to downplay the problem of even very low inflation. Yeah. That is, 2 to 3% inflation, they're like, oh, well, that's not bad. Yeah. You know, we can handle that. And I I've, I hear that a lot. I've heard that, that here at this event. And uh, inflation is... Uh, I think for a lot of people a lot of libertarians a moral issue.
1: Yes, absolutely I mean two or three percent inflation compound means that your price level doubles every 20-25 years something like that So if you are living uh, on a a long-term fixed pension, you lose half your pension Over that relatively short period of time. I, I find it profoundly immoral uh... that people say that two percent inflation is is not a bad thing long-term price level stability should mean that your dollar is worth now what it was worth fifty or a hundred years ago
0: where do we see this kind of uh... adherence to uh, price stability is switzerland a good example
1: uh... switzerland's one of the better of of a bad choice i mean switzerland was of all the, the European, the Western countries, probably the best example, uh, but it's not a perfect example. And, of course, the Swiss have now chickened out because now they, they've uh, pegged the Swiss franc to the euro at the worst possible time. So I think, I think we, even the Swiss example reinforces the need for a, not just an anchor, a commodity anchor, but for a commodity currency
0: when I say price stability, I guess what I'm saying is that there are there are benefits associated with a long-term stable prices that that would be alien to Americans and alien to a lot of uh, countries around the world.
1: Yes, that's true. Uh, but again, if you look at the hard money fiat currencies like the Swiss franc or the old Deutschmark, they they still involved a fairly substantial amount of longer-term depreciation in the value of the currency which was absent under the gold standard.
0: Kevin Dowd is author of The Alchemists of Loss and is a Cato Institute adjunct scholar. We spoke at the Cato Institute's 29th Annual Monetary Conference. You can listen to or watch the full conference at cato.org.